This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.35 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Jensen. In half an hour, we have the breakfast grill. Jensen, who's in the hot seat today? In the hot seat today is Lim Wai Man and he's founder and CEO of Doctor Anywhere. So Doctor Anywhere is a tech-enabled omni-channel healthcare service provider in Asia and they're on a mission to make healthcare simple, accessible and efficient for everyone. So they launched about five to six years ago in 2017 but they've grown very very exponentially since then. They serve about 1.5 million users now in countries such as Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Vietnam and Philippines. They went through recently a round of Series C fundraising. They raised close to 40 million US dollars and will be tapping some insights from Wyman in terms of if the company is still profitable and where they plan to launch next in Asia. All right, stay tuned to that conversation on the Breakfast Grill after the 8am news bulletin. We're turning our attention though to a rather interesting proposal that came out this week, um, Subang MP Wong Chen suggested that the government conduct a feasibility study to assess whether listing the national oil company Petronas could be a way for the government to pare down its debt. Now, the rationale is that a public listing would raise cash, provide more financial transparency, and introduce even higher standards of governance. Now, this proposal comes on the back of reports that the nation's debt and liabilities currently stand at 1.5 trillion ringgit, or 82% of GDP, according to Prime Minister Dato Ibrahim. Now, the government has been mulling subsidy reductions and imposing new broad-based consumption tax in a bid to tackle its rising debt levels. But would listing Petronas be a viable option for the government to explore? And what are the challenges and issues that come with it? So for some uh, for a discussion on this, we have on the line with us Wong Chen himself, the MP for Subang, to talk us through this suggestion. Good morning, Wong Chen. Thanks very much for joining us today. Now let's start off with just the mechanics of this hypothetical IPO. How would the listing model work? Would it follow the Saudi Aramco model? Good morning, everybody. Yeah, I, yeah. to me, it's just a normal IPO path. Uh, the, the real question that we have to consider is the valuation and, and how big is the public offering going to be? Uh, I think uh, 20% offering would be a good start. Uh, Aramco, of course, tried to offer a lot more, but they eventually offered about 5%. The, but the really interesting one that I like is Equinor, the Norwegian oil company. And we all love Norway and and, and, and you know, and the Nordic countries on how they how they manage the economy and how they manage things. And Equinor listed, I think, in the 1990s with about 20%. So depending on valuation, I think the offerings should be able to raise a multiple billions that we can then use to immediately pare down the national debt. And Wong Chen, Economic Minister Rafizi Ramli has said that the IPO should be studied to ensure that it doesn't conflict with the Petroleum Development Act 1974, as Petronas has certain exclusive rights, including its function of safeguarding, managing and regulating the country's hydrocarbon resources. Do you foresee any clashes in this regard, and would it be a possible stumbling block? No, I think the first thing is we see whether it's viable, is feasible, how much can we raise. The Petroleum Development Act can be amended. In fact, it should be amended because if you pick up the book and you read it, you pick up the law, it's staggering. Uh, the powers of the Prime Minister in there, they can choose their own terms and conditions. So it's the other way around. I would think that we start with the fiscal uh, issue first, or this the financial issue, then work backwards to amend the Petroleum Development Act uh, but I don't see it as a real clash. Uh, after all, the role of the Petronas can have elements of public finance and can have elements of uh, public service. 
But we can reverse it the other way around and just say, you know, Petronas, focus on making money. Send the money to the legislator, to the executive. Let us, who are elected by the people, manage what is public good spending, not Petronas directly. Okay, but I don't think anyone doubts that the country has a serious debt situation. But is listing Petronas a, so- a short-term solution for this problem? Shouldn't we be looking at longer-term issues and resolving it that way? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, my answer is exact opposite to your question, actually. So, to me, listing Petronas can provide long-term financial transparency and stability to the company and also to the nation. I mean, to the government as a dividend collector, right? So, to me, uh, you know, what, what I've seen in my tenures as a member of parliament is that multiple times, every time there's a shortfall in the fiscal situation, the, the government of the day would dip into Petronas to ask for special dividend, 30 billion, 20 billion, 30 billion. You know, so that is not good for the government's idea of fiscal discipline and is highly disruptive of the operations on Petronas. So to me, uh, Petronas is not the one silver bullet that will solve our, our fiscal position, but it, it needs greater uh, transparency in its, in its finances and not to be raided by the government on a, on a you know, not constant basis, but on an irregular basis that mm. can be very disruptive to all. But at the same time, I think no one disputes that Petronas as the owner and manager of our national oil assets always has some national social interest. How do you then balance this when you become a public listed company where the maxim is you know, maximum profit for shareholders? Uh, well, that's a really good question. But if you own 80%, if the government owns 80%, the shareholders, the remaining 20% shareholders will have to go along with the government's direction more or less. But you don't want to upset your 20% investors. So what you do is you turn Petronas into a typical big global company which does enough CSR but not doing government's bidding, right? Government's bidding, as I said earlier, should be in the in the role of the members of parliament and the government, the executive, the, the cabinet. If they want to, say, pursue you know, uh, 100% green energy in the next 20 years, that is a government agenda. It shouldn't be forced upon Petronas to completely overwhelm, uh, overwhelm, uh, overwhelm its uh, system and move towards green tech, uh, you know. But if the green tech is something that the investors are happy, the 20% investors are happy, then why not, right? If it makes money, why not? So what I'm trying to say is we, we should differentiate Petronas officials from elected legislators in Parliament, the roles are different. Their accountability level is a lot different. Wong Chen, at this point, <clears throat> at this stage, wouldn't it be a, a better or even easier, really, to list Petronas' subsidiaries or projects that require capital like Bengarang instead rather than a public listing of the whole company itself? I mean, that might be a win-win for Petronas since it can recover its capital and share the risk while still being able to tap capital markets for expansion. We do have Petronas subsidiaries that are listed like, like Petronas Dagangan. I, I'm all for it. It's just that it's not going to make a big difference in terms of the fiscal contribution towards the government. And for things like Pengarang, I mean, it looks more and more like a real estate play. So either they do a read thing or not, that's up to them. But uh, I'm all for listing of this kind of thing. But, you know, let's look at a big picture and let's look at a big, the big mothership. And let's try to list that one so then all the subsidiary issues are then resolved also. But Pengarang is like years away from, from you know, showing fiscal, uh, showing financial 
track record for listing. So unless they do a reverse take over, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And Wong Chen, assuming this listing takes place, is there a concern that subsequent yearly dividends will have to be shared, which might mean lower dividends for the government going forward? Uh, if Norway can live with 67, 68% of, uh, you know, of their company Equino, and that then they have a strong balance sheet, and because, for God's sake, they got surplus every year, I think that's a sign that we can also live with 80% of Petronas, and that should be able to generate sufficient dividend for our national interest. Uh, what I really want to know is, through the listing, if we make it more transparent, make it more, more fiscally and financially responsible, can Petronas actually make more money for us uh, than our current 100% ownership of Petronas? So your argument would be then it's comparable to the likes of Shell, BP, Exxon. Is that what you're saying, Wong Chen? Then we have uh, a better tr- account. We have more transparency in terms of capex and profitability in all the financial ratios. Absolutely. I mean, we all know that Petronas vendors are making quite a lot of money. Uh, their, their rates or return on investment is like 14, 15, 16, 18 percent. I've heard even 40 percent. So those things need to be regularized. I mean, I don't see how, you know giving a lot of money to vendors is somehow part of a national project or national interest project. Uh, But, you know, in comparison, we can't really compare to Shell, Esso. Mm. They are not national oil companies. So what we're looking at is really Norway. I mean, you know, that's the gold standard and to some extent, Arabco too. Okay, one last question from us, Wong Chen. You know, aside from this proposal to list Petronas, what else needs to be done to address our national debt? Uh, we need another half an hour for that. <laughs> you have <laughs> but, one minute. Okay, okay. let's put it, the, the, the simplest is this. I mean, the government needs to collect more revenue and spend less. That's it, right? Then you have a surplus situation. But in order to collect more revenue, what the government needs to do is it has to be efficient and clean. So if the people see that the tax money is being used for good things, they will pay more or they will resist less or try to, you know, try, let, not, not try to evade paying tax. So when you get that done, then at least the development spending, then the second aspect, the development spending needs to generate real economic multiplier. But if you mark up the cost of development spending, you get zero multiplier. When you get real multipliers, the economy grows, the people become richer, they pay more tax to the government. That's how you resolve the issue about fiscal policy in Malaysia. Wang Chen, thanks very much for speaking to us. That was the MP for Subang, Wang Chen, giving us his take on um, why Petronas should be considered for listing. I think what I found quite interesting was when Wang Chen mentioned that on the contrary, listing of Petronas can possibly possibly provide long-term, long-term transparency and also financial discipline because during bad times, what the government normally does is actually tap Petronas for more special dividends and this is quite disruptive to the operation. So, um, and he, I think he made that, that case where uh, this additional dividends should not be used as a sort of... A, uh, a tool for the government to raid, silver bullet, right? Yeah, Petronas. So that listing will provide Petronas perhaps with a bit more financial discipline and a bit more of a long-term uh, visibility in terms of transparency. My only thing is, how do you balance this? Because you know, even currently for the GLCs which are listed and where the government maintains a majority of shareholder uh, stake, you do see this push and pull, right, with regards to GLC interest in terms of being uh, there's a certain level of social uh, obligation versus this maxim of maximizing shareholder profit. And I think in Petronas, that's probably amplified even more. So how do you balance these two contradicting, well, 
sometimes contradicting, sometimes complementary issues. I think that is the conundrum, right, for JLCs uh, overall and more so for Petronas, which is such a big player in the country's economy. Um, another thing that you were uh, pondering on earlier, Shaneng, when I'm talking about this is the valuation, right? Yeah. Like how, how will you value this company? I'm looking at Aramco, which was listed two years ago. Uh, their valuation was $1.7 trillion US dollars. Um, I'm wondering if Petronas, well, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what Petronas would be valued at, but that's the kind of figure that Aramco um, kind of put itself at. Um, a lot of questions to this. Yeah, I think another way probably to find a balance in terms of what you mentioned, Shaning, is probably for the government to hold as much as they can. I think uh, Wong Chen cited 80% perhaps could be the, the sort of magic number. And to, of course, appease the balance 20% to have to have that balance in terms of what the minority shareholders also want in, to see in terms of growth of the company, in terms of dividends, and also balanced by what the government hopes to really uh, achieve with this listing. Well, Aramco trading at a forward PE of 11 times, but I think when an oil and gas company says PE is the best way to, of measuring a company, not necessarily so. But interesting, let's see how far this suggestion goes. I just want to state here that there are a couple of, I mean, there are plenty of other uh, oil, national oil companies listed. Apart from Aramco, there's Gazprom, there's Rosneft, there's Petrolio Brasileiro. So there's a lot of um, other examples we can look at. Uh, interesting proposal for sure. Uh, let's see how this plays out in the long run. 7.47 in the morning. We're heading into some messages, but when we we come back, we are going to discuss whether uh, we're spending enough money on defense. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.